0: Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks that I give away every Monday is Kim Dust. She's in the entertainment industry and is currently working a full time day job and doing her side hustle on the side. Kim, congrats. For you, guys' this chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to officially enter. Again, text the word NATHAN to 33444 after you've subscribed. Top Tribe, don't forget tomorrow morning and every morning you hear from somebody new. Tomorrow is with Jason Coleman. He plans to be the number one WordPress membership plugin by 2017. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. I'm here with my tea this morning. I'm excited about the guest we have, mainly because I've used their free tools before. It's a great one. His name is Matthew Bellows, and he's the founder and CEO of Yesware. Yesware serves more than 750,000 salespeople at companies like Acquia, Adroll, Groupon, Salesforce, Twilio, Yelp, and Zendesk. Now, prior to Yesware, Matthew was the vice president of sales at Vivox. Before that, he served as general manager at Floodgate, which was acquired by Zynga, He was also founder and CEO of WGR Media, which was acquired by CNET Networks, and he was VP of Sales and Marketing of Interstep, which was acquired by Flycast or CMGI. He earned his bachelor's from Naropa University and his MBA, magna cum laude from the Olin School for Business at Babson College. Matthew, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. Thanks for having me, Nathan. Yeah, I'm excited that you're here. You know, I I always have wanted to meet someone who started off in the gaming world and then is all of a sudden in sales you are that yeah. person yeah
1: that's right <laughs> very cool I, I i'm still in the gaming world as a hobby but uh
0: are you I, writing I, I, games or just pl- just playing ones you enjoy
1: well my very first job actually was in the games industry as a high school kid i was a beta tester for a company called infocom back in cambridge massachusetts and um and i've worked in the video game industry on and off for about half my
0: career Mm-hmm. and so I want to fast forward because there's so much we could talk about the exit to Zynga the all your experience there yes where's your baby though now I want to focus on that what year did you found the business in
1: we founded it in late 2010 and raised our first round of financing in early 2011.
0: Okay, great. And guys, um, his experience, he, he Matthew did a great job summing it all up in a great New York Times piece, and he really pulled out the struggles, which I appreciated. So I'll link to that in the show notes at NathanLacka.com forward slash the top 172. And I'm gonna pull the story forward and I wanna talk about kind of now. So Matthew, you just raised, I think pretty recently, a $15 million round of funding to bring your total financing to 33 million. Is that accurate? That's right, yep. And so help us, help us understand, why did you decide to raise that capital?
1: Well, our, our first startup, um, me and my co-founder have done two of these now. The first startup, WGR Media, was a bootstrapped company that you know we grew by charging our customers and making sure we had enough cash to pay the payroll at the end of the month. And that was an awesome, awesome experience. Um, we decided to go the venture back route for this one because we needed to hire more engineers to build the product that we wanted and it was a very 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 big opportunity so you know we've kind of seen it both ways
0: and give us a sense of the size now how many engineers are at the company and maybe total employees total employees is
1: 80. Uh, we have about 30 people in the product group which are engineers designers and product
0: owners okay very cool and and what about i assume you have salespeople, right Yes, we do. do. (laughs) (laughs) That would be impressive. The software is so good, (laughs) you don't need (laughs) salespeople. There are a few companies like that, but but not many. So of the 80, uh, how many folks do you have focused on sales?
1: Uh, We have, let me see, we have about 25 or 30 folks in the sales
0: department. Okay. And one one of the questions a lot of the top tribe folks listening always ask me, a lot of them are in SaaS, Matthew, and they're trying to figure out like, do I as a CEO have to perfect the sales process, you know, the scripts and all that and, yeah. then, and then hire yeah. someone and hand it off? What's your recommendation?
1: My recommendation is uh, that the founding team, whether that's the CEO or the, if the engineer is the sort of CEO person, the, the partner, sell about a million dollars worth of product before you go out and sell and hire your first or second salesperson. Uh-huh you want to get to about a million dollars a year on your own. And the reason why that is, is twofold. One is, before that, it's very, very hard for a buyer to take a risk on a new product. But if the CEO or the one of the founders is in the room, you know, telling you about the passion behind the idea and where they're going to take it, that carries a lot of weight. The converse of that is that the CEO or the founder has a tremendous built-in advantage to selling. So you're not really sure this will scale, until you can bring in about a million dollars in revenue yourself. And at that point then, you go to the salespeople and you say, hey, here are the logos I brought in. Like, and the, the, the salesperson's thinking to themselves, oh my gosh, if that guy can bring in a million bucks <laughs> with these good logos, I'm going to kill it in this place. And yeah. that's exactly the kind of dynamic you want. So that's great. You got to do a bunch of it yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, and give us a sense now of total size. Uh, I mean, to the extent that you can. I mean, maybe how many paying customers are you guys at currently?
1: Uh, so we have about like you said 750,000 registered users okay um, and I don't think we've announced recently the uh, the number of paying customers but I do know Harvard Business School did a case on Yesware where we talked about this was being about, about a 7 million dollar company that was about a year ago
0: uh, so what does that mean you were doing 7 million in annual run rate a year ago
1: yeah exactly a okay. year ago so, so we're, okay. we're well beyond 10 right now
0: okay Sorry, you said you're you're focused on. I guess your goal in twenty sixteen you said is on ten. No, we're we're above ten now. Oh, um, above ten. What is your and and so help us understand seven hundred fifty thousand users. But but a lot of the logos, even in the bio that that you articulated, these are like big 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 names. But your pricing is you know maybe twelve to fifty five per user per seat. What's the main kind of customer you're focused on acquiring? And and you know ideally share that answer in a way that others listening can help get focused on customers they're going after.
1: Yeah, our it's a very good question, and it's something that we didn't really have to think about too carefully at the beginning because we focused on the Google apps because. System. We're building product for companies in the Google Apps world, which is about 5% of our total market. Um, but we, so we didn't have to specifically pick a target market. Now that we're also in Outlook, um, we needed to pick. And so our target market is customers, you know, companies with a 1,000 to 2,000 employees, two to 300 salespeople, and those are companies that we go after aggressively. We can do a little bit smaller companies, or we can do a little bit larger, but that's kind of our middle of our bullseye.
0: Okay, and what are you, I mean, when you're approaching, to help us understand how you got to like, quantitative numbers to define your market. Why 200 or 300 salespeople?
1: Uh, we, we sort of looked at two different things. We looked at where we're already strong. So of our existing customer base, where have we got a lot of customers already? So companies like Box and Zenefits and others that are in that sweet spot already. Mm-hmm. Then we looked at um, we looked at U.S. census data, U.S. business uh, data, to see the distribution of companies in each category. Um, And so we just sort of wanted to pick one that's a little bit aspirational and and yet we're confident we can execute on it. Mm -hmm. And then as we go, we'll move up and up and up to sell bigger and bigger deals.
0: So Matthew, my original question kind of about number of reps on your team and should the CEO that's listening right now start hiring their own reps, part of that comes back to the question of um, again, like the ideal kind of deals you're, you're selling. I mean, can these people be on the phone call with somebody that's only gonna pay 10 grand per month? Or are you, you know, these folks, are they only allowed to sell contracts where it's at least 200 seats at 25 per seat per year? This is a great month? question.
1: We're, 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 we are a, uh, a very much of a uh, come one, come all kind of company. Um, so we sell much smaller deals than that. Our average deal size is around five hundred dollars a month.
0: How many dollars you, you cut out? five hundred dollars a month. Five hundred per month, and is that that's that's just at the company in general? No, so they're buying maybe maybe ten seats or thirty seats.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, interesting. And
1: and, and so uh, then we, we skew up and we skew down. See, okay. a lot of deals smaller than that we tend to do over the credit card. People just put in their credit card to buy, uh-huh. and then salespeople that are trying to close bigger, and bigger deals.
0: Hey Matt, real quick, is there a way you can move closer to the mic? There's a lot of background noise. Sorry. I just want to make sure we get. Um, I want to make sure like, we get your story shared appropriately. So I think just to repeat, guys, um, Matthew shared while he's getting closer to the mic that average deal size is about five hundred bucks. Um, per month for those for those 25 reps that they're going after. And um, Matthew, one of the other questions we get a lot from listeners is um, how many leads do I have to be getting each month before it's appropriate to start hiring a, you know, an inside sales rep or a sales rep? What's your general ratio, though, in terms of number of leads per month for one sales rep?
1: Well this is a this is a, a very individual question so it will it will vary based on your product and, and especially the deal size of your product mm-hmm. um, the smaller the deal size the more leads in general you need and the faster they have to close but um, you know we, we look to give a, a, each individual sales rep about a hundred leads a month to wow. close eight to ten leads they need to make their quota
0: okay and do you mind me asking how do you set quota and, and I mean what is it? Yeah, our quota is
1: is four thousand dollars of new monthly recurring revenue a month
0: okay new mr per month okay Yeah. so how do we set it we
1: just basically we looked at what people were doing and what we thought they could do uh-huh. and what would pay you know what would work out sort of economically and, We've actually been pretty good at
0: hitting that quota, and a hundred leads. Um, yeah, and again, a bunch of guys. I'll link to the New York Times article. Matthew gave a lot of detail about kind of the quotas and the four thousand and struggles and how they how they eventually made it work, which is great. But um, Matthew, in terms of the number of leads, so a hundred leads. board was
1: pretty surprised when they saw that article come out. <laughs> they, they were, they were, they were Are sorry. you sure you wouldn't be? <laughs> Transparency is all good, but really,
0: come on. Yeah, look, <laughs> people value that. I mean, I saw some of the keynotes you gave early on, where you had kind of a math equation with a clock and a division sign and you said any any MIT guys out there want to decode the heck out of this? I mean, people, people like that transparency, I think. So, um, how are you? I mean, so 100 leads per month, and obviously for listeners, you know, this is not going to necessarily work for you. You have to understand, like, is your are you selling something similar to you? Yesware are you completely different? Is your price point the same? There's all kind of variables. But yes, uh, uh, Matthew, in your business at Yesware, 100 leads per month for 25 reps is 2,500 qualified leads per month. How are you? I mean, are you guys doing paid acquisition at this point? How are you getting those leads?
1: We do a little bit of paid, um, but I would say 90% of our leads are from uh, inbound to the website or inbound to the Chrome store or the Google Apps Marketplace, those are our main channels. Okay. Um, we also get some leads from the Salesforce App Exchange. Um and we get a lot of word of mouth, a lot of salespeople just leading over to their colleague and saying, hey, check this thing out, it's really awesome, so our- the product has to do a lot of that for us.
0: And I'm gonna to link to Matthew in the show notes. You did an earlier podcast interview, just in prep for this call, with a gentleman where you articulated when it was a, you know, how you started as a free plan, and then you finally put up a paywall. And your goal was kind of get as many users as possible. You've articulated a few times on this call the the key that you've got now 750,000 total users. How do you think about like the one action you want people to take when they hit your site? I see you have an install for Gmail and install for Outlook button, which is really it looks primary. But then when you scroll down. There's ac- the actual plans. I mean, are you wanting people to, to install an extension first, or do you want them to give you information about team size?
1: We generally want them to install the product first, and the reason why that is is because uh, we try to provide a lot of value very quickly in the product, and. The way we sell is we let people download the product at the start of a 30-day free trial, and then we look to see where it's catching on. And so then we'll call into the company where a company already has- Matthew, I want to dig
0: there. What do you mean by that when you say catching on? I feel like that's important. Yeah, so so if a company
1: has 10 or 20 or 30 reps already using Yesware, and on on average, you know, five to 10 will be paying reps, paying users who they will put in their credit card that that's a great lead for us. Mm-hmm. So we want to spread this product broadly, let salespeople use it and get value from it, and then use that as pre-qualification to call into that firm.
0: To then start selling, have your
1: 25 reps sell. So when, when we're going in, most of the time, there are a bunch of users actively using s but already. We say, hey, five of your 50 people are already using s Here's the benefit of bringing it to the rest of them.
0: And how do you know? uh, We I talked to a gentleman uh, several days ago on the show where he was trying to figure out what an activated user means. Like what, which which users are worth his time to call? And he was trying to pin down two or three key activation like metrics. Do you guys have that at Yesware?
1: Uh, We 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 measure usage very carefully here. We measure it across all the different major features of Yesware, and we measure the duration of usage, i.e., how long they use it per day, over days and weeks. Um, So the product group basically runs their, you know, their metric on how the product is getting used and adopted. Um, We don't use that as much for a sales qualification because we're looking for groups of people within a company using it before we
0: then call in. I see. I see. So interesting. So do you would you recommend to entrepreneurs listening right now, again, in the SaaS space, that they try and focus on like that one usage activity that is going to be a core determinant of retention or, or, or yeah. things of that nature? Or how do you use all this usage data that you're collecting?
1: If, if you can find that magic bullet, that silver bullet, it's, it's, it would be fantastic.
0: <laughs> I'm going to guess you guys don't have that. <laughs> we, we
1: kind of do, but my, the real advice I would give to your listeners is, um, don't be frustrated if things aren't crystal clear. Like when I read the blog posts about doing cohort analysis, or I read the blog post about finding the feature that determines whether or not someone's going to buy. It all sounds really good. But when you're looking at your own raft of data, it's going to be messy. It's not going to be as crystal clear. And so you kind of have to make your best guesses given the data and your intuition about what's going on.
0: It's not just. It doesn't stand up and yell at you. Like, use this feature. I wish it did. Yeah. and Hey, we. If it was that easy, everyone would have a Yesware, right? Exactly. So, hey, Matthew, help us understand too um, the competitive space. I mean, this. I assume you kind of put yourself in the. Do you put yourself in the Salesforce space, or who do you see as your main uh, competition?
1: We're we're in a a field that's broadly called sales effectiveness or Uh sales acceleration. It's basically software that helps salespeople. Um, And so we are a partner for salesforce.com and other CRMs. Um, We compete with companies like insidesales.com or ClearSlide or others that, you know, are also trying to make salespeople more effective with their software.
0: Okay, got it. And are you, I mean, what about like the marketing, like uh, folks like HubSpot or Marketo? are those kind of different industries?
1: Great question. Uh, th- those people are h- sort of higher in the funnel, uh, if you will. Those are marketing automation companies. Uh-huh. And so they focus on one-to-many marketing blasts and communications from a marketing group, and, whereas we focus on the one-to-one between a salesperson and a prospect or customer.
0: Okay, got it. Got it. Well, hey, Matthew, before we get into my favorite part of the show and really get into kind of kind of the wrap up portion, I always like to ask you about goals. So revenue wise, what is your target? What do you guys really, what would you be like super excited about in 27 or 2016 if you guys hit?
1: Uh, I would like to end the year at about a $30 million
0: run rate. $30 million run rate? Matthew, did I lose you? That's right. Okay. It's hard for me to hear you. There's a lot of background noise. I think you said that's right. Well, that's great. Again, uh, we encourage people, obviously, at the beginning of the year to really set some of those goals. So, Matthew, before we get into, again, wrapping up the show, help people understand uh, real quick, where can they connect with you personally online?
1: Uh, the best way is by email. Just send me an email at Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, at Yesware.com, And I'm on Twitter at, at M Bellows.
0: Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a 100 bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes, and then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter, 703-431-2709. There you guys have it. All right, Matthew, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. Do you know what's next? I have no it, idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the famous five. Number one, what is your favorite business book? Uh,
1: my, <laughs>
0: my favorite business
1: book? Pick one. Um, I just read The Alliance by Reed Hoffman, uh-huh. uh, which is about making explicit the relationship between manager and team member. And we've just rolled that out to our executive team here as a framework, and it's really, it's a fantastic, helpful way to talk about how long people wanna be at the company and what they're gonna do in the next, in their next, what they call, tour of duty.
0: Tour of duty, I like that. Number two, uh, Matthew, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Yeah,
1: uh, Reed Hastings at Netflix is my, uh, my remote mentor. I, I love watching what they're doing,
0: it's very cool. Number three, is there? A, do you have a favorite online tool that you use, obviously, besides Yesware? No, I, <laughs> Yesware is amazing. You guys should all try it. No um, bias. No bias. Okay. Yeah,
1: completely, completely biased. <laughs> um, uh, and, and actually, um, not so much a tool, but I'm, I'm playing a lot of uh, Blizzard's Hearthstone game, which is a fantastic game and beautifully designed software
0: very cool again guys we'll link to all of these books games everything matthew's communicating in the show notes at nathanlanka.com forward slash the top 172 again forward slash the top 172 uh, matthew question number four tell me real quick about your situation are you married single do you have kids um i'm married with three kids oh wow okay so here's a big question as you're building yes yes or no are you getting eight hours of sleep every night I am not
1: <laughs> but I do take power naps I do take I take naps two to three times a week if I'm feeling run
0: right down and what do you do like 20 minutes middle of the day or yeah, what Fifteen minutes set the alarm by on the couch so yes yeah. where has nap and nap couches right yes we do we very <laughs> next to the yoga studio yeah exactly <laughs> very cool okay last question Matthew how old are you I'm
1: 47.
0: Okay, take us back uh, 27 years to your 20-year-old self. What do you wish he knew?
1: Uh, if I wish, I wish I knew at 20. I would say uh, business is much more creative and fun than you think it is. I love I, that. I had a very, I had a very bad view of business back then.
0: Yeah, and uh, and actually, it's pretty awesome. I love that. Well, guys, Top Tribe, there you have it. Yesware's Matthew Bellows. From starting off in gaming, he's got several <laughs> exits under his belt, now building a powerhouse in Yesware. They've raised $33 million in his goal This year has hit 30 million bucks in A run rate. Matthew, thank you for taking us to the top.
1: Great talking with you, dude. Thanks, everybody. See you
0: back. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, Before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. If you enjoyed today's episode with Matt Fellows, go back and listen to yesterday's episode where I dropped uh, some big news. We got a big offer to sell Heyo, and I break down the details and what I'm thinking.